Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host Christopher Anderson here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast, helping attorneys achieve more success. We're glad you can listen today on the Legal Talk Network. Today's episode is about marketing systems, sort of. It's sort of one part marketing, one part physical plant, but way, way cooler because today's episode is also about artificial intelligence. The title of today's show is Artificial Intelligence or Just Plain Smart Marketing. And my guest is Keith Dyer. He's the president at Market for Law. And I'm your host, Christopher Anderson. And I'm an attorney with a singular passion for helping other lawyers achieve success with their law firm businesses as they define it. In the unbillable hour each month, we explore an area important to help you grow your revenues, get back more of your time, and or get more professional satisfaction from your business. The Unbillable Hour is dedicated to helping lawyers achieve freedom through their businesses, and our guests help you learn more about how to make your law firm businesses work for you instead of the other way around. But before we get started, I do want to say a thank you to our sponsors. Answer one, Solo Practice University, Scorpion, and Law Clerk. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or online at www.answerone.com. That's www.answer1.com. Solo Practice University is a great resource for solos no matter how long you've been practicing. Make sure you check out solopracticeuniversity.com and learn how to run your practice better. Scorpion crushes the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Law Clerk, where attorneys hire freelance lawyers. There are no sign-up or monthly fees, only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at www.lawclerk.legal. And again, today's episode of the Unbillable Hour is Artificial Intelligence, or Just Plain Smart Marketing. And my guest today is Keith Dyer. Keith is the president of Market for Law and Necessary Marketing, and is dedicated to being a marketing firm focused on business growth as a goal for clients as opposed to just advertising. Since 2017, he has been incorporating artificial intelligence technology into his methodology for getting law firm results. Keith, welcome to the Unbillable Hour. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you having me. Not at all. And first of all, as uh, as is usual on the Unbillable Hour, my introduction of you was ridiculously brief, but I did want to follow up on it and ask you a little bit just about your background that has enabled you to start incorporating artificial intelligence technology into law firm marketing. Sure. Well, I'll start off by saying I've been in marketing. I've owned my marketing firm, Necessary Marketing, for 16 years. And for many years, we were basically a traditional advertising agency. But 10 years ago, we began working in digital marketing, in particular, social media, Google AdWords, 
all of the typical things that we know of today, uh, as they started 10 years or eight to 10 years ago, we began implementing them into our company. And then uh, in the past couple of years, I got very interested in AI, as well as decided to niche my company into legal marketing. Those, those things sort of happened at the same time. And so I created Market for Law. And in conjunction with that, I began a business certificate to learn the implications of artificial intelligence in business and wrote my final project on implementing AI for legal marketing. Fantastic. All right. So with that background and having done that certificate, what I'd like to do is kind of start broad and then kind of zoom in, as you have, on uh, using the technology for law firms. So like broadly first, what I'd like to just, because AI, you know, a lot of people think AI has to do with a little boy that was a robot, but turned into a little boy in the Steven Spielberg movie. Other people, I think, have AI in their sense. You know, they think AI, they think about Skynet and the Terminator. You know, there's a lot of myth around AI, a lot of misunderstanding around AI. From what you've learned, what is the current state of AI or artificial intelligence in business? Well, you're beginning to see the increased use of AI in business because of the 10 solid years of internet use we've had, the increased amount of data that we've been able to store. The technology behind data storage has gotten better. Therefore, we have more data to sort through that's why you're beginning to see AI come in as the way to efficiently, for lack of a better word, sort through that data. Does that make sense? Sure. And also, I guess, in a very real sense, what I think I hear you saying is that the amount of data that exists today also is an enabling technology for AI. Like the fact that there is a lot of data to sort through helps AI come into being. Is that is that what you're saying? I am saying that because that's really in terms of legal, and we'll get into this in a minute, that's really the best use of artificial intelligence in all of legal, not only marketing, but in general operations of law firms as well. Okay. So, you know, we're talking about like what this is state of AI. And so it's increasing based on the internet usage and the, the lots of data. Can you break AI down into, into separate areas? Like what, what are the kinds of AI or how are AI applied to business? Well, there are three main fields of artificial intelligence. One is robotics, which is repetitive tasks that can be formed by the robots, as you described a few minutes ago. And so that's not anything that's really going to be affecting law firms anytime soon, at least we hope, because <laughs> that'd be kind of creepy, right? But, you know, anytime you see an assembly line or there's a, the manufacturing of a product and it's a very repetitive task, oftentimes AI can be used as a robot to complete those tasks more efficiently and cheaper than using human labor. Sure. The two other areas are natural language processing, which are Siri and Alexa and the different things you're seeing through Google and Apple that can recognize speech and utilize that into doing searches. So that's also a form of the third type of AI, which is called machine learning, which is the type of technology most used by business because that's the technology that's used to sort through massive amounts of data. Just to recap, it's three basic areas of technology. It's robotics, natural language processing, and machine learning. Okay. So yeah, so robotics, repetitive tasks, natural language processing, understanding speech, and perhaps responding in it in order to conduct searches. And the machine learning, which is actually getting better and better at doing the searches or other tasks based on like learning, I guess, based on, on feedback. Right. So that's a good thing. Basically, AI is teaching computers to think for themselves. So you program a computer to think at certain places in its evaluation or think 
terms of understanding what we're asking it to do instead of just programming the computer to do exactly what we want it to do. All right. So like, let me just see if I get it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a neophyte here in uh, matters of AI. So robotics, I mean, I when I think robotics, I'm thinking assembly line. I think you said it too, like you know, putting a car together, lots of robots, and and uh, you know they're they're doing repetitive tasks. They might do them slightly differently if the car is out of line or whatever, but they're it's a repetitive task thing. Natural language processing, you said, is kind of like Siri um, or Alexa or that kind of thing. And then machine learning, I'm still like, can you give a, a regular industry example of where machine learning or where we might encounter machine learning today? Yeah. So let me just, well, first of all, I'll explain to you that natural language processing, while it is its own distinct technology, is a form of machine learning too. So let's just boil this down to, to brass tacks and say machine learning is the ability to sort through massive amounts of data for searches, conclusions, you know, it, it doesn't take computers very long to do calculations through massive amounts of data, whereas it would take a computer two hours, what could, may take us, you know, three years. So that's how it's, it's actually used. Um, it's basically um, data sets and teaching computers to search for pattern recognition. Got it. All right. So then... Tell you what we're going to do here, Keith, is uh, we've just we've just spent time talking with Keith Dyer about artificial intelligence and how it exists out in the business world. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask Keith about how does this relate to law firms? What's the best AI technology to be applied to law firms? As soon as we come back after this word from our sponsors. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One is available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com slash podcast for a special offer. That's answer the number one.com slash podcast. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google premier partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to aggressively market your law firm and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast today. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour. I'm talking with Keith Dyer, the president of Market for Law, about artificial intelligence. And uh, we just were talking about uh, the three kinds of artificial intelligence, which were robotics, natural language processing, and machine learning. And what I wanted to ask Keith uh, now was, uh, Keith, understanding those, what is the best AI technology now as applied to law firms? Well, let's first eliminate one and say that robotics at this point in time is not really much that can be used in a law firm setting. That would leave natural language processing and machine learning. And I'll go ahead and eliminate natural language processing for everything but one use, which are chatbots, which you see so often now on, well, almost always on legal websites so that lawyers and law firms are able to determine what someone might be searching for, and the chatbots assist with that. Oh, wow. So you mean every time I get one of those chat boxes, I'm not actually talking to a real-life human being? That is correct. And it's not always. It depends on the chatbots, right? So some chatbots would use AI. Most of them do, where the first couple of questions that are asked 
are not necessarily pushed to to a person. They are, uh, can be used to filter sometimes what someone might be looking for. Oh, cool. So like when I'm getting a chat, I don't want to get stuck here, but like when it's asking me the first couple of questions, it's kind of like taking me through a uh, voicemail tree, getting me to the right representative to then join the chat. But I, as far as I can tell, it's sort of seamless. Yeah, that's exactly right. Cool. All right. So if we knock out natural language processing, except for that, that leaves us with the meat and potatoes of AI for law firms, which would be machine learning. How do law firms use that? Machine learning can be used through various software software providers to do things like uh, document review and legal research or help perform due diligence and contract review and management. These are just a few things, but those are, are some of the non-marketing side. I'll get into the marketing because that's more my, my thing. But And again, if you look at those types of things that are needed, it's basically searching through massive amounts of data and very fast time to come to some kind of conclusion or to find something that you're looking for to perhaps support your case if you're an attorney. Sure. So like, for instance, I mean, I go, one of the shows I go to on a regular basis is a show called, uh, now it's called Legal Week, used to be called Legal Tech New York. But uh, that show has become to a huge extent about automated, they call it automated uh, discovery, but uh, machines doing discoveries. That is that an aspect of machine learning for law firms? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, and that's because, again, discovery is about sorting through immense amounts of data and finding patterns, finding uh, answers to questions, or even sometimes suggesting questions. That's right. And so these softwares are taught what to look for. And because they're so quick at going through it, it assists legal professional support staff and also the lawyers themselves and various tasks that have to do with data sorting. Cool. All right. Well, that, I guess, brings us now into what you said was, you know, your focus, which is uh, understandable. And I think, you know, not for nothing, I'd, I'd like as we do this to touch on the current popular concerns around this, but about AI technology and use for marketing and by the popular concerns. I mean, we're all aware that, uh, you know, the, the biggest marketing engines um, on the planet today, Google and Facebook, use a lot of AI and know a lot about us and use it uh, you know, to help us be connected with the products and services we might want to use. But some of us are a little bit concerned with that. But uh, let, let's just drop back for a second and say, you know, you've talked about how law firms use machine learning you know, in their, in their business. Uh, they use it for discovery. They use it uh, to sort through massive amounts of data. They use it for research as well. But coming around to marketing, how does this AI technology, how is it relevant for marketing from your perspective? Well, I think to bottom line it, and I'll get back to the bottom line toward, you know, later on in our discussion, but you're able to create more relevant audiences using artificial intelligence. And you're able to leverage, as you mentioned, the greatest AI users on the planet, Facebook and Google, you're able to leverage their abilities as well because they are able to work with you in creating those relevant audiences. I can explain that further, but does that start off? Does that make sense to you? Now, when I say relevant, meaning people that are searching for your services. Absolutely. I, that makes total sense to me, uh, Keith. Like you said, Google and Facebook have these huge AI engines. They are probably the leading experts um, in using that technology. And so you're talking about leveraging that to find relevant audience, because if not for nothing, if particularly with Google, I'm paying per click. And with Facebook, I'm sometimes paying per click, sometimes by impression. But the fewer people I can be in front of that are relevant to me, rather than a whole mess of people that aren't, the more efficient my marketing message is going to be and the 
more I can talk directly to the kind of person I want to be talking to as my prospect. Does, does that kind of summarize what you're, what you're talking about? That is exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. And there's also uses. So let's, let's separate this out for one second and say there are different types of law firms, right? There are law firms that are looking for general consumers. And when I, when I say that, I mean personal injury law firms or family law firms. They're looking to get cases from the general public. And then there are business-to-business law firms that are catering their legal services to a certain segment of the market. And there are artificial intelligence products and or services that cover both of those fields. So they're different, though, but they also they do similar things. And for business-to-consumer, we've had, as I mentioned before, we've had 10 years of solid Internet use. So we're able to see the profiles of, of what people the behavior people exhibit when they're going to select, let's say, for instance, in this case, a personal injury attorney. They've gone to certain types of websites. They put in certain keywords. And so AI allows you to identify when someone is exhibiting that behavior and you're able to present your ads to them specifically. It's not 100% that they're looking for a personal injury attorney, but it's much better than spraying your ads all over the place. Yeah, that that makes total sense, Keith. And, and the you know, like as you're saying it, I'm even thinking about like it can as this stuff gets better, it may be able to predict like, hey, you know what? This person doesn't need a PI lawyer now, but these behaviors are the kinds of behaviors of somebody who's going to need one pretty soon. Well, do you remember the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise? Very much so. I do. Yeah, and when he's walking through the areas of town and these these holograms are popping up with ads that are specific to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, within our lifetime, we'll have that. I mean, I don't know about the holograms, but we're going to have the technology to show you ads. I mean, it's already there for the most part. As you said just a second ago, it's going to just get more refined and better. Yeah, and then the aspects of pre-crime also. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah. you don't need a criminal lawyer today, but we believe you're going to need one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Okay, so the, the, leveraging the relevance engines of Google and Facebook, that makes total sense so that you're getting your message focused and drilled down to, as you said, your more relevant audience. Can we just like get practical um, and talk about how would we use that particularly in managing and pushing forward our Google AdWords campaigns? So yes, and this is going to get into specifically what my company does. So I'll, I'll kind of explain it that way. And that is, we are partnered with data companies that provide us with the data of who we think are in market for an attorney. And so I'm able to take that list, which I get every week, and I'm able to, it's basically just a, what they call a SHA-256 or an email address. And I'm able to take that and I'm able to upload it into Facebook and or Google. And Facebook and Google are so smart, they'll take your list. And you can do this with other, other types of lists. It doesn't have to be an AI-generated list. But they'll take your list and they'll start to look for what patterns and why you've put that list in there. And they'll start to try to match it with their, their own lists of the same behavior. So then you're able to grow your your relevant network by that. And what's great about this as well is that Facebook and Google's algorithms over time get better and better. So your results tend to get better and better. Okay. And so you're basically saying, I've got this list of people who, in my experience, I already know them, are the type of people or have the type of behavior that will want to buy my services. Go find me more of them. Except that we know that they're exhibiting the behavior because we are also seeing their behavior. Right. So yes, you're right. 
Fantastic. And so is there, is there a difference like at how to do that with Google and how to do that with Facebook or is it more or less the same mechanism? One is called on Facebook, it's called a lookalike list and it's on Google, it's called relevant audience. All right. Well, that's fascinating. Like how we can really begin to use AI in marketing to drill down and find more relevant audiences. We're going to take another break here. When we come back, Keith, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, like take ourselves out of digital marketing, particularly the Google and Facebook world, and talk about how we could possibly use this type of technology for TV, for digital or satellite radio and other subscriber services. And when we come back from hearing a word from our sponsors. Ready to create and build your own solo or small farm practice? Need a nuts and bolts education on the 360 degree experience of starting a business? There's only one online destination dedicated to helping you achieve your goals, Solo Practice University. The only online educational and professional networking community dedicated to lawyers and law students who want to go into practice for themselves. More than a thousand classes, 58 faculty and mentors. What are you waiting for? Check out solopracticeuniversity.com today. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a first year to perform legal research or a seasoned attorney to assist with a complicated appellate brief, Law Clerk has hundreds of freelance lawyers with every level of experience and expertise. There are no sign-up or monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at www.lawclerk.legal. And we're back with the Unbillable Hour. We are having a fascinating discussion with Keith Dyer, the president of Market for Law, about artificial intelligence and how it's applied in law firm business and, and specifically in law firm marketing. In the last segments, we've talked about AI in business, AI, uh, how it applies to law firms, and most specifically how um, it's used, how we can leverage the fantastic artificial intelligence engines of Google and Facebook to make our digital marketing work better, work smarter, work more efficiently. And uh, what I'd like to talk with Keith about now is, is it possible to take these same techniques and take it out of that digital marketing world for something, let's say, like television or billboards or satellite radio? Can you talk to that a little bit? I can, and I'll, I'll explain this. So billboards, no. Television from a local television station, no. You cannot use it at this time. It's more based on subscriber-based technologies or, or mediums like cable television or Sirius XM radio. Sure. This is going to be a very simplistic answer, but it makes sense. If I'm able to identify the identities of people that are searching for an attorney and I'm able to cross-reference that into the subscriber base of a cable company or into XM Sirius, then you're able to find where those folks and then you're, the technology will be here within the next couple of months that you're able to serve them ads specifically on those mediums as well. Okay, yeah. So people who look for this type of law tend to be listening to channel 859 on Sirius XM or at least are subscribers to Sirius XM or like to go to this cable television channel. Is that kind of thing what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yep. Cool. And then, you know, you said billboards. No, but that's right now because we can't do anything to identify who's walking past a billboard. That's right. But as, you know, I think if anybody's reading the news, they know that like Facebook right now is like hugely investing in facial recognition. And I imagine, you know, countries like China, you know, who, who are hugely investing. I mean, the technology to make billboards relevant too is pretty fast upon us. That's true. And that, that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. That's a much more um, minority report-like uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, application. So yes, I, 
I think it is. It's it's not too far away. Yeah, and it's and it's an interesting conundrum, right? Because it's uh, you know the one initial reaction is so well, that's starting to feel like an invasion of privacy. But on the flip side, it's like, wow, I don't have to, you know, when I'm listening to, here's an example. I mean, I think that probably fits into yours. When I'm listening to uh, Pandora and, uh, you know, I, I have the one, I have the one with the ad service. The ads right now are, they are for my location. Like they're smart enough to know where I'm listening. Um, and so they give me local ads, even though it's an international service. But it'll be better, I think, with the way you're saying is sooner or later, they'll be able to be targeting it to me. That's right. Yep. And I, I probably won't be hearing the uh, Tide commercial anymore, um, <laughs> and, but I might be hearing the commercial about, uh, you know, better oil for, for an airplane or better um, ski holiday places because, you know, they, for some reason, they'll know that's what I like to think about. Right. Or if you like fishing, you, maybe you'll get ads about boats. Yeah, Exactly. That's really, really fascinating. So I I think what you're kind of forecasting a little bit, but this will become more, this using the artificial intelligence to enhance marketing is going to spread out in where it can be applied. That is correct. It's going to be mind boggling. I think that people should not be afraid of it, but they should should hold on because it's going to be really interesting. And let's talk about the benefits to law firms. So, I mean, obviously getting to your audience instead of a crapshoot is better. But how does this affect the cost of marketing, the overall spend in marketing? Well, it drives down the cost per client acquisition because we get better click-through rates with more relevant audiences. So we have less wasted ad spend and firms utilizing this method can drive down costs and gather new clients for less money. Yeah, and that, that can be really huge to law firms' bottom line. And then sort of a hidden benefit, I think, well, two hidden benefits that could result. One is that not for, not only are you reaching using less spend to reach more of your targeted people, but this is also saving your law firm time because as everybody listening to this knows, when you're not focused with your marketing, no matter what you say, you could say, I am a family law firm. We serve you know, people are looking for divorce. If you're hitting a big, broad audience, you're going to get phone calls for criminal law. You're going to get phone calls for PI. You're going to get phone calls from my neighbor keeps parking on my yard. And if we can focus the audience down, we'll probably reduce that load on the law firm of having to talk to people that they shouldn't be helping. Absolutely. And the chat bots help with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, yeah, there's another AI technology that, that can help reduce that, uh, that noise also. Um, and then the, the second one is, of course, you know, and I, this is again difficult to measure, but the fewer people exposed to your message that you shouldn't be helping, that you can't help, the fewer people are going to get frustrated that they called your law firm for something you don't do. And so you're going to be, you know, reducing that, uh, that, that negative feedback that you'll be getting from people being, you know, feeling like they were misled into calling you. So I think that's just this good, good, and good. Well, think about this. Can you remember an ad that you've heard in the past 24 hours? Yes. Okay. What, what one was it? Pants, 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 pants. It's a <laughs> it's a Tide commercial that just repeats on Pandora. So I, unfortunately, can you remember another one? Because you just kind of killed my argument here. But the- <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I think I, I, in a sense I've made it too because I don't buy laundry detergent. Well, yeah, and so the, you you have made it in a way because the, Tide just spent that money on you because they're you're paying for it, right? And you're not going to buy anything for them right now. Never, ever, ever. But other than that, no, I can't name a single ad I've heard. And I know I've heard a bunch, but I, I have no idea. Well, that's because they weren't relative to you. You know, they, I'm sorry, weren't relevant to you. They weren't uh, anything that you are currently probably looking for. But if you were searching for a boat and there was an ad that came up and said, you know, this type of boat, and it happened to be one that you liked, you know, or, and so it's going to get that specific. If it happened to be one you liked, 
uh, you would remember it because you probably would be clicking through it or doing some action to, to you know to find out about more about it. Yeah, and I think over the overall, I mean, the natural consequence here is that the overall load, if you will, of messaging to me will probably go down. Um, and the stuff that remains will probably be, you know, because the people that are not relevant to me will stop spending money trying to get my ears or get my eyeballs. And meanwhile, so I'll, I'll be hearing and seeing less. And what I do hear and see will be more relevant. And that to me is an exciting future. I agree with you. And so I, we don't have to, you think about how many messages that you think the overload that people in general, the average consumer has sitting at your computer every day at work or at home at night watching television, your phone's binging, your, your email the ads that are coming across, the less we can have that ad, you know, coming at us and more relevant messages. So I think you're right. We will live in a, in a better world. Yeah, less crowded anyway. Which, since we're talking about the future, that uh, brings me to my, my wrap-up question with you, which is, you know, what is the future of AI in legal? Like, where do we go from here? We've, we've seen how it's already impacting our ability to, to leverage relevance engines, and we've talked about how that, that will sort of spread out I'm into a few other marketing venues. Um, what else do you see for the future of artificial intelligence in the legal industry? Well, I think the, the key is that one, make sure that, that you're not scared of AI. I think one thing I learned in my studies was that humans and machines are very good at different things. And actually, their skills complement each other. Does that make sense? I, th I think it can, yeah. Yeah, so what I mean by that is that it, uh, I mentioned this earlier it's really easy for a machine to sort through data and to make conclusions based upon things we've taught it. But it's very difficult for a machine to have human intuition. As a matter of fact, it's impossible at this point. So the amount of jobs in legal that would be taken by AI in the immediate future, meaning within the next 10 years, is going to be very minimal. So don't worry about that or be scared of that, because I don't think that's anywhere in our horizon. There have to be a lot of major technological advancements for something like that to happen. But what we're really finding is that humans and machines are really great at working together because they don't do the same things well. So I think that's what, the one thing I would take away and, and, and from a general standpoint on AI. And I would also think, I think you, we need to address the, the scare, the, I think the scared nature of people about being, about invading your privacy. And so we can talk about that for just a second if you'd like. Yeah, no, I think that's really important to think about. I wanted to come back to it because you mentioned it in the very beginning of the, of the show. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's going to be up to all of us to really understand and create the rules of how this works. Because people tracking behavior is great if you're doing it for marketing, but for other purposes, it's kind of creepy, right? It can be very creepy, <laughs> yeah. I think the thing to understand right now in terms of the way this technology works is not that there's somebody watching every move someone's making. But if they exhibit a certain behavior, then that's going to trigger an understanding of what they might be doing and then serving an ad to them. So it's not a it's not somebody sitting and watching every move that I make on the computer or you make on the computer. It's more of a oh that she's or he's exhibited behavior number 247 that's consistent with what someone might be looking for a personal injury attorney. So let's serve her ads. And that, that's where it sits right now. Yeah, and that makes sense. And I think, of course, you know, these are aspects and technological differentiations of age-old issues. Correct. You know, and to some extent, I think what people are looking for is to get some measure. I mean, I think like like we've explained, like the conveniences and the benefits are, are huge. And I think what people want is an ability to have some measure of control 
over how their information is used. And I think if we, you know, if we work all work together to make sure that that's respected and while still enabling the technologies, I think we get the boast of both worlds. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you this last piece here too, in terms of the privacy issue. And that's that the data that we collect is collected in through cookies and through hash technology so that we understand we are getting approval ahead of time before we are are actually resolving anyone's identity. So that's also another important feature for people to realize. You are granting us access to do that as well as when you use Facebook and Google. Yeah, and agreeing to their terms. Well, Keith, you know, th- this has been absolutely fascinating. I'm mean, bringing artificial intelligence into the area of the law, but unfortunately it also is out of time. And this wraps up this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Business Advisory Podcast. Our guest today has been Keith Dyer, the president of Market for Law. And uh, he's been talking to us about artificial intelligence and the applications to law firms. If you're interested in this, you want to learn more about him or his business, you can find out about his business at www.marketforlaw.com. And that's market, then the number four, law.com. Or you can email him at keith at marketforlaw.com. Keith, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And of course, this is Christopher Anderson. And I look forward to seeing you next month with another great guest as we learn more about topics that help us build the law firm business that works for you. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at legaltalknetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again soon. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Join us again for the next edition, right here with Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app.